Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here. Yep. Episode 28. 28. It's called Four Words Everyone Hates. <laughs> Yay. I can't wait for that. I know. Do you know what the four words actually, are? Actually, I don't. I know. I love it. I know it. what the topic, like I, we've talked about what you're going to talk about, but yeah. I don't actually know what the four words are. I know. I like that when you don't know. <laughs> Great. I hate it. Four words everyone hates. Hey, and uh, as always, uh, do us a favor if you're enjoying this podcast and uh, give us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen. Uh, That would be huge. And we have a gift for you if you do. It's a set of steak knives that... (laughs) No, it's not. It's a new car. No, it's uh, it's called 30 Days of Good. It's this uh, yeah. daily inspirational journal that we put together with some fun quotes uh, that will just inspire you every uh, morning or night whenever you want to do your journaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, space for some journal thoughts, place for gratitude, gratitude, some questions for reflection, been getting some fun feedback about it. So it's completely free. All you got to do is take a picture of the review that you leave, email that to us at info. Info at theplaceforgood.com. Um, if you just shoot us again an email, some people are just taking screenshots when they leave it. Um, take a picture with your phone, whatever. Once you submit the the review, just take a picture and send it to us, and we will shoot you a thirty days of good, completely free, completely free with a set of steak knives. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. A lot Man, of disappointed I, people. Oh uh, gosh, things have been so busy lately, haven't they? Yeah, I feel like you know how I feel like January and February are just like ugh, months, and then you hit March, and then April and the, everything. The whole year is gone. Work's been busy. We're just going from one meeting to the next, and but it's yeah, all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Yeah, we. I I sketched out. I should not have done this. I, I don't know if y'all do this where you're like. I, I feel like it was going to help my brain, and it stressed me out. Yesterday, I wrote down every weekend and like plants that we have, whether yeah. it's. You know, baby between showers. now and like when Jesus comes back, or what? Between now and when little baby Pepper comes here, because oh, okay. then then all calendars are out the window. Yeah. I'm aware we have no calendar. We have after no calendar. That. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like between showers and weddings and you traveling to speak, and I mean, there is not a single weekend between wow. now and Pepper that we are just like free as birds. So. Well, there you go. Just a little, well, who a little wants stressy to be, stress. Who wants to be as free as a bird? I want to be busy. I want to have plants. I think you have a podcast out there somewhere that says you should not be too busy. Yeah, yeah whoops. probably. Whoops. Yeah. No, you can go back and find it, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm shaming you Anyways, we, hey, we have a wedding this weekend and weddings yes. are fun. We love weddings. You're officiating. Yeah. I'm going to be sitting. You're almost <laughs> always in the weddings that I'm officiating. Though, I know. This not one I'm this not. One. So I get to watch and enjoy and it'll be good. It's Your my cousin, cousin getting married um, down in Georgia. Congratulations, so. Seth and Jessica. Yeah, we're so pumped for them. Um, yeah, they're the last of the my cousins um, and family that to get married. They've been dating forever, so um, we're really excited. That's, that's going to be fun. I yeah. love it. I, I can't wait. So yeah. we're heading down to Georgia. Headed down to the GA, which I love. I, we go down there a lot, so I'm excited. That's good. All right, you want to jump into this? We're going from love and weddings to... Four words everyone hates. Yeah, four words everyone hates. But I actually, I think this is good. I think it's good. I I like to talk about stuff on this, but I I rarely plan things out beyond like about two days before I mm-hmm. talk about them, right? So it's usually stuff that's kind of bubbling up in our life. And, um, you know, uh, like on Instagram, I put up a couple quotes a week that I really I try to just be 
Encouraging. Encouraging. Just encouraging quotes up there. And every once in a while, a quote will kind of just like really get some traction. And there's lots of comments on it or lots of shares. And I had a quote earlier this week that I didn't think that much about. But man, it kind of just took off. And uh, lots of people talking about it. And I was like, okay, that obviously hit some kind of pain point, both positive and negative. So let's dive into it and talk a little bit about it. So... The quote was this. This is what I put on Instagram. Learn to be okay with people not knowing your side of the story. You've got nothing to prove. Yep. So that that was kind of the quote. Again, I didn't really think a whole lot about it. But man, it stirred some stuff up. It it uh, hit a nerve. What does that quote mean to you? Um, I think for me, it was just, again, I went from a season of life which was most of my life, 99% of my life where I was a people pleaser. And if you wanted me to be this, I was that. If you wanted me to be X and Y, I was X and Y. And then I was Y and Z. And then I was A and B. Just whatever people wanted me to be, right? And so I think I went through, I see it went through divorce, all that. Um, as you all know, as I talk about frequently on this podcast. Um, but I had a side to my story, you know? And um, I made the decision when that happened that I was going to respect my you know, ex-husband and things Mm -hmm. that we went through and conversations we had. Um, Do I feel like, you know, I was in the right? Maybe. Does he feel like he was in the right? Maybe. But I knew my side of the story. Like, I I felt that. Is it possible that you're both right? Totally. I think it's possible that we both have valid feelings. Yep. um, And that, you know, I, I wanted to be really careful with, you know, who I shared that with just because that's my business. That's his business. I didn't want to, you know, be a public shamer or anything like that. Um, but I think that quote for me was just that reminder of it's okay that everybody doesn't know your side of the story. Maybe, you know, you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, mom, dad, whatever, and maybe they have the louder voice, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I just, that quote was that to me. It was like, it's okay that not everybody knows. You you know why I think you don't feel like you have to lead with your side of the story? And I'm going to put words in your mouth here. I think it's because you're a well-rounded, mature enough person to realize that there are two sides. Mm -hmm. And the person who doesn't think that there are two sides, that there's just their side, they're going to lead with that and they're going to be loud about it because they're right and the other person is completely wrong. Right. And, and I just Which think... realistic. It is. I, I, I think most mature adults understand there's always two sides. And hey, if you've been to a divorce, you know there's two sides. If you've been fired from a job, you know there's two sides. Mm-hmm. There's your version and then there's your boss's version, yeah. right? You got in a car accident. There's two two sides. versions. That's right. Like, like if, if you've ever filed a complaint against the organization or left a bad review, like there's two sides. Like every argument you get in with, there's two sides to that yeah. story. You, you know that old saying? It's like there's my side, there's their side, and then there's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, which is somewhere obviously in between because everybody kind of has a version. And so yeah. I'm always a little bit skeptical of someone who's telling me their version of the story as if it is the only version. Yeah, there's a red, flag, a red flag that immediately goes off in my head that says, eh, "I'm right. not getting the whole story." Basically, here. It means zero ownership. Yes, right. Like there's if your if your side's the only side, then there's that indicates that there's no ownership in yep. any way, shape, or form of anything yep. that you could contribute. But and I'll tell you why I think that this hit a chord. It, it, uh, for those that hit on a positive side, they were like, oh, yeah, man, I needed to hear that. 
I think that the reason we are so tempted to lead with just our side of the story and it being the right side is because deep down inside, what we want more than anything is to be validated. Yeah. We want to be liked. And that brings me to the four words that everyone hates, and they are, I don't like you. It's true. I don't like you. Nobody, nobody wants to hear those four words. And most of my life, I, I felt like I, my need to be liked overshadowed like all my other needs and i was always trying to manipulate perception i was trying to like uh adapt myself to receive validation and it was draining and it was counterproductive and i'm not suggesting that the healthy side of that is that you become rude and inconsiderate and disrespectful that's not what this podcast is about it's not what that quote was about it's not about disregarding other people's feelings. It's about releasing our stress about everybody else's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's about getting to a place where you can get comfortable with not being liked by everyone. Yeah. Because we all love the police. And how deluded would we be as human beings, right? Like, if you take a stance on anything, anything in the world, there's going to be someone who disagrees yeah. with you. And if you don't take a stance on anything in the world, I mean, that could be anything from, I prefer my toilet paper roll to be over instead of under versus politics. Like it can be small to big, but you just become such a deluded person and you're not who you are yep. when yep. you're trying to please everybody. Well, ultimately what happens, you do it for so long, you forget who you are and you wind up being disliked by the one person whose opinion should actually matter, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's eventually where it goes. So a handful of reality checks for us to think about, especially for those of you who struggle with kind of being a little codependent people pleaser like myself. Jordan, are you going to step up to the mic and say, like, I confess? Hey, I just said I was a people pleaser. Okay. I'm all there. <laughs> a couple reality checks for us. Reality check number one, some people aren't going to like you. Yeah. They're just not. And that's okay. You know, you know why? Oh, I just got the reality check number two. Darn it, I said it. Reality check number two is that's okay, right? (laughs) Reality check number one, some people aren't going to like you. Number two, that's okay. And it's okay for a couple reasons. Number one, do you like everybody, Jordan? No. (laughs) Exactly, right. Like, you don't like everybody. So why in the world do you think everybody's going to like you? That's true. That's true. It's so hard, though. It's so hard to just be like, it's okay. And it really takes a process, I think, Mm -hmm. to get there. It takes so much work to get there. It does, but you have to get to that place where you understand life isn't fair. You may very well be an absolutely fantastic person, but some people are going to find a reason to dislike you. It doesn't matter how fabulous you might be, and chances are their issues with you probably have nothing to do with you. We've covered that before. These are just people who, you know, I I know this. there are people out there right now who don't like me, who have never actually met me or had a conversation Mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. And I have to be fine with that because I'm not going to involve emotional energy into trying to change somebody's mind, somebody who doesn't know me nor has ever had a conversation with me. Right. I woke up this week, one day, if you remember this, this week, and I had like eight DMs from this one person. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, they were pretty hateful DMs. I'm reading to them like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, this is obvious. And again, somebody I have never met. I have never had a conversation with them. They're probably a great person, but for whatever reason, they really wanted to vent. And so I responded kindly, very short and brief. Get a, and, and by the way, the hateful message came in 
in the middle of the night, which is always a bit suspicious to me. Mm-hmm. I would say 80% of very hateful DMs happen after midnight. <laughs> the next night, I get another DM, set of DMs back from this individual, confessing that they were drunk the night before. <laughs> and that some people text their ex when they're drunk, and some people text their ex-pastor I when they're their drunk. Words, yeah. And and so uh, I was like, yeah, listen, you can't you can't take this stuff personal. Most of the time, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. I I think where I finally was able to like practically get there in my head because as a people pleaser, you can say that all day long. You can be like, oh yeah, it's okay that people don't like me. But to actually have that resonate in your soul mm. takes some different kind of awareness. Um, and for me, once I was able to literally separate a comment or a hateful DM or whatever and say, okay, this is a person. And we talked about this on the podcast a hundred thousand times, but it, obviously they have some of their own baggage that they haven't worked through. They're taking something out on you. Um, but it's also a person that does not, that I don't know. Does not love, does not know me, has not had a conversation with me. And, and so why am I giving my energy, my best energy to someone who I don't know, who will never feed into my life, who will never, you know, there's people in your life that you do need to have those conversations with, right? Mm. Like if there's hard conversations that need to be had, or if someone has something that they're holding back and needing to talk to you about, like your mom, your brother, your best friend, your spouse, that's, that's communication you need to value. But why am I giving, and I've said this exact, these words before, Susie from North Dakota, that's a random name and and place, but like, (laughs) why am I letting her completely destroy my day? And once I could take it and like, and be like, Jordan, you have to love yourself more than that. Love yourself more than that. And once I did that and understood that I am giving my value to someone who I will never know. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Why? That makes no sense. You make an important distinction there because often it's not that the person doesn't like you. They don't like the perception they've created of you. Mm-hmm. And you're not responsible for the perception they've created. Right. You're just responsible for you and your life and your actions, not the perception that they've created. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is some people aren't going to like you or mm-hmm. like the perception of you. Reality check two is that's okay. And then reality check three is some people's overwhelming need to be liked and is the very thing that makes them hard to like. Hmm. I mean, how about the irony of that? Let me say that again. Some people's overwhelming need to be liked is the very thing that makes them hard to be liked. Some of you are trying so hard to not offend anybody. You're trying so hard to be accepted by every group. You're trying so hard to shape shift in every environment in front of every audience to be liked and accepted that people are like, who, I don't, I don't know who they are. Right. And you obviously don't know who you are inside. And, and the very thing of trying to be accepted is the thing that's keeping you from being accepted. Hmm. That's really good. It also keeps you from not only not being accepted, but probably like not forming deep relationships. For sure. Um, I think you could speak to that because I think in your past you had, and to no fault, again, they all had, all the relationships you had had purpose, but when you're pleasing everybody and, and it's kind of either transactional or you're just, your effort is to make them like you and you don't care how you have to change to do it, you're never going to have those intimate uh, relationships and so when you go yeah. through something <laughs> those relationships because you're not able to please them anymore with your fake facade are going to go away yeah i read an article the other day that i've always used the term transactional relationships but i like the way they broke it down they said you have real friends and you have deal friends hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the deal friends are people who you're either in business with them or some partnership. You give something, they give something. A deal friend is someone that you have to agree with their political stance, their religious view. You need some real, sure, you're going to have deal friends. It's a part of life, right? But you also need some real friends where you can be 100% authentically you. And know that you're still going to be accepted. So important. Yeah, that's good. All right, reality check number four. For many people, their need to be liked is actually a significant barrier to their personal growth. Mm -hmm. And I'm really passionate about this, so I'm going to dig into this for just a minute. Uh, As you know, Jordan, I've been working for a while now on a new course that Mm -hmm. I want to do uh, for those that are trying to learn how to set boundaries, those who are trying to break some codependent you know, yeah. patterns in their life, and hopefully it'll be out this fall. But uh, I'm really passionate about this because I think some people are so focused on being like that they're missing out. It's the biggest barrier they have to their own personal so growth. True. Because when you do yourself an unbelievable disservice when you're constantly shape-shifting to please whatever audience you have in that moment. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting even to watch somebody do this. <laughs> and most importantly, it's pointless. No one will get to know you and who you really are, which leaves you feeling empty, right? So when someone comes to me and they say, Pete, I just feel so empty. I feel unseen. I feel like nobody knows me. There could be a variety of reasons, but one of the first things I would kind of dig in on is, well, do you even know who you are? Like you're probably shape-shifting so much to every single person in your life that they can't see you. Mm-hmm. They can't know you. Mm-hmm. So people with codependent tendencies, they tend to over-focus on things that we have no control over. So they over-focus on things like other people's opinions, others' feelings, others' acceptance. You can tell these people right away, if this is you, you know that this is you. You are always over-focusing on what somebody else is going to think, how somebody else is going to feel, somebody else's opinion. And then the flip of that is those of us with codependent tendencies, we tend to under-focus on things that we can actually change, like our future and our needs and our dreams and our boundaries. And so when you over-focus all the time on things that you can't change, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So I would say to those of you listening, one of the great signs you can tell if you're living your life as a people pleaser and kind of codependent is uh, and just wanting to be liked by everybody, you're exhausted. You're emotionally exhausted because it's so exhausting to try to run around and, and spread yourself so thin trying to make everybody happy with you. Yeah, and you're, you can't ever fill up because you don't know what fills you up, right? Totally. I mean, if you're filling your cup with everybody else's approval, you don't know what fills your own cup if it's not others' approval. Um, totally. I think that's you went through a huge like transformation in the past five years of finally saying, okay, no, this is me. Yep. This is what I think. This is how I feel about this. It's okay to not give you a thesis as to why my decisions of my life are correct. I've watched you go from literally spending 30 minutes typing a response to somebody to, hey, I thank you for this message. I respect you and your opinions, but that's not true. The end. Yep. You know, and you being able to hang up that phone. It, that That's a metaphor, but like you, you have gone from knowing, like not knowing who you are because you were waiting for everybody to tell you who you are to now, you know that, and you're confident Mm. in that and you're sturdy in that. And man, like that's so strong because when you go through seasons and you engage relationships, you know, you know who you are. Yeah. Oh, that means a lot to me. You would say that, that you see that in me because I, I think when 
this is true of all growth in our life, personal growth, especially when the changes are slow, you don't really see them. Mm -hmm. And so it's great when somebody else can look at you and say, yeah, I actually see a lot of improvement in, in that area yeah. of your life. Cause it's, you know, it's an area I've been working on for a while. And, um, yeah, I, I want freedom in that. Mm -hmm. I want that. And I'm finally, I'm finally feeling that, man, it feels good. And I think a big release, um, was releasing that it doesn't mean that you don't care about people and that right. you, you know, don't give two cents about, you know, whatever. Like, I, I feel like we both told ourselves these stories because we're pe both people pleasers. Like, oh, that, that, then they're going to think I'm mean. Right. Then they're going to think I have no we heart. We thought it was a loving thing to do. Right. To try to abandon and like, ourselves. Abandon ourselves yeah. and just to take someone else on their own healing journey whom we don't even know. Yeah. You know, like, I just think you have to know that that's not you not being loving. No, I'm not saying that's true in every circumstance. I know that there's other circumstances where you do need to step in. I'm not saying that, but in these, in these circumstances that we're discussing, like it's okay. It's okay to release it in a short way that doesn't involve your heart yeah, because sure. it doesn't deserve it. Yep. For sure. All right. Reality check. Number five, last one, five. being a dream chaser and a people pleaser is not compatible. Mm -hmm. This is so important. So here's the deal. If you really want to make a difference with your one and only life, if you want to make a mark, if you want to have any kind of level of success, chase any kind of dream, reach any kind of goal, you got to find a way to get rid of the this the people-pleasing mentality because it, it just comes with it. Like I, I've sometimes described this as culture, almost all culture, is most comfortable moving in herd mentality. Mm -hmm. All of us. We're, we're more comfortable when we're surrounded by people who think like us, who are achieving about the same amount as us, mm -hmm. who look like us, who feel like us. Like yeah. that's how we want, we want to move in herds with people. Then what happens when you're moving with a herd is maybe you experience some level of growth in your life, mm -hmm. some change in your life. Uh, you stand up for what you believe. Maybe you get a new idea. Maybe you have a new thought. Maybe you have a different perspective, right? Mm -hmm. What happens in that moment is you break off from that herd mm -hmm. right i'm doing this visual if you're watching on on youtube you you break off from the herd you kind of slide away from it well when you do that the herd is going to do what the herd always does the herd only exists in one way mm -hmm. that's if the people who are breaking off from it come back to the herd so the herd's going to do what it always does when someone breaks away from the herd the herd will criticize mm -hmm. that bring you back that idea that thought that person that goal, that dream, that new business, that relationship, that whatever. That weight loss, that new yeah, relationship. That's right. Hoping that you'll slide right back in with the herd where they will feel comfortable again. Because it's easy. Right. If you don't know who you are in that moment when they criticize you, if you're trying to uh, find your self-worth externally from the approval of other people, as soon as they criticize you, you're going to fall right back mm -hmm. in with that herd. Mm -hmm. And you're going to lose all that growth that you had. You're going to stop chasing that dream, whatever that dream was. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to stand up for what you believe, to chase after the new idea, to introduce a new thought, to offer a different perspective, to try something that nobody else is trying. Mm -hmm. Trust me, go pick any influential person who you believe is making a difference in this world. Look at their at replies on Twitter. <laughs> Look at their comments on Instagram. Yeah. I promise you, like they are dealing with some harsh stuff. The higher you rise, the more attention you receive, mm -hmm. both positive and negative, right? And a willingness to be disliked helps you deal 
with that added scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And so I've just tried to get to this place in my life. It's my last thought on this. I know I get fired up about this stuff. I'm going to endeavor to be the best Pete Wilson I can be. And if my best still generates critics and people who find reasons to dislike me, which it will, mm-hmm. right? That's okay. The only person that I can change is me. So I'm going to focus on improving and educating and developing myself rather than trying to develop a fan club or chase down a bunch of people trying to get them Mm -hmm. to approve of me and convince them that they should like me. Yes, I think that's true. Period. End of story. And don't at us or email us with like, well, you have to be accountable. Yes, that's not what we're talking about. Accountability is a separate thing. I think that that's. Or do. Or do at reply us. Sure. Or do. Right? It's okay. <laughs> no, but, I know. I'm just saying like this topic has nothing yeah. to do with like, oh, I don't want to be held accountable. I'm just going to go my no. own way. And re- that's not what we're saying. No. Nope. Um, this is all about your own health and your own growth right. and your own progression. So that's, that's good. Right. I like those five reality checks. So that's, that's, that's just kind of what's bubbling over in me this week. <laughs> it did. It bubbled over on your in your quote. I like that quote. And hey... I think that that should be echoed throughout forever. I need to like get that tattooed on me. It's just, it's okay. It's a pain point for a lot of people these days trying to figure out how to set healthy boundaries uh, with in relationships, healthy boundaries at work. Um, you know, and, and I, I just see it a lot. It's why I'm, I'm really going to work hard on this course because I think it could help a yeah. lot of people uh, get some traction in this area of life where they, they seem to be kind of repeating a lot of the same mistakes. And where you've seen tremendous growth in yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I trust a teacher who's done it themselves and has done the work and has seen the the benefits of it themselves from the work that you're going to be doing. So I'm really, I'm really pumped for yeah. it. So guys, just listen, like endeavor to be the vet best version of yourself, right? And again, if that generates critics, if it generates people who don't like you, and it will, be okay with that. Just continue to focus on what you can do to improve, to educate, to develop yourself, to chase after your God-given goals and dreams. And don't worry about making everybody around you okay with the life that you've been called to live. Yeah. yeah. You're okay. You are. You're okay. All right. That's all I got. I love it. That was a good one. I, that, that got me fired up. Well. Thank you. Hey, and if you know somebody struggling with this, share yeah. it, right? Yeah, this is a really good one, I think, to share. I already have people in my head. I'm like, oh, I need to send this to them because they're getting hate from so-and-so and so-and-so, and they just need to be encouraged and loved. So share that with them. And hey, remember, if you want to um, give us a rating, do that. Take a picture. Send an email to info at the place for good, and we will give you your 30 days of good journal. There you go. So whether this is your first episode with us or your 28th episode with us, My prayer for you is that the Lord will bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace.